today we're going to talk about our higher self, meeting our higher self, um, things that we can do to get more in touch and in tune with our higher self. And Tracy, we're going to start at the basics, okay? Sure. Because that's a good place to start, don't you think? That's what I like to do. And last week we talked about the empath, so it flows on nicely from there for those of you that have listened to it. And if you haven't, that's cool too. You can listen to this one first, whatever floats your boat. Um, So what is our higher self exactly? I know we've discussed it. Mm -hmm. And so just the real quick version We've got ourselves and our ego. Your human experience. Human experience, yes. And then you've got your soul. Oh, here we go. The higher self's the bit in the middle. Yep. So it keeps us in tune. So if we're in tune with our higher self, we're then more connected to everything else. Correct. Cool. So how do we know we're there? So your higher self is what you would refer to as your intuition usually. So for people who describe themselves as fairly intuitive or um, have strong intuition, what they're doing is really just saying that they've got um, a close connection to their higher self or they're more connected to their higher self. Right. And I think in a couple of episodes ago, I said how the intuition is basically just the language that the higher self speaks. Yes. So intuition. Yeah. So intuition is like inner tuition. So the lessons that you learn from moving inwards. Yep. So in tuition. That's awesome. I thought you'd like that. Um, Did you just make that up? No, it's actually in my book. Oh, coming out soon. Yeah. (laughs) Let's not hold our breaths though. Um, Yeah. So it's about understanding that um, the messages that you're going to receive usually from your intuition will come from anywhere inside of you. They're not going to come externally. So they're not going to come from spirit they're not going to come from people who've passed over they're not going to come in front of you visually they're going to come from inside like a feeling a gut feeling or a knowing um just an awareness um dreams meditations things like that so it's always internal not external um so the higher self is what i say that I speak to when or it's it's what I say speaks to me when I understand what I need so being someone who doesn't go to a psychic myself and someone who doesn't really look to the future for myself what I do instead is just have conversations with my higher self very frequently and it lets me know whether I'm going in the right direction or not so my aim is usually with my mentees and students and things like that is to get them to start to also refer to it the same way as in they're just letting their higher self guide them and it's using their highly intuitive highly tuned intuition to help them do that sure it makes perfect sense when you lay it on out like that Mm. so are there certain things that we can do to start listening more to our intuition? That might sound like a silly question. No, it's a very good question. Okay. Um, so in the last episode with the empath episode, it's very good, first of all, well, not very good, it's almost crucial that you know to cleanse, ground and protect your energy because 
the cleaner your energy is, the more grounded it is and the more protected it is, the clearer your intuition is going to be. So that's step one is know to cleanse, ground and protect. Mm -hmm. You can still have a fairly strong intuition without those things. But for me, if you're going to learn it and you want to do it properly, do it properly. Sure. So step one is that, um, you know, quite often you'll find that people that are highly intuitive do it anyway. They're cleansing, grounding, protecting, and they just don't realize they're doing it. Like they might be very earthly, outside, outdoorsy people. They might be surfers or swimmers in the ocean. Uh, they might have two or three showers a day. You know, they might be good criers or something, but they'll be already naturally cleansing themselves okay so quite often you can see that but it's really important to know that when you start to intentionally work with the things with your higher self that you do provide things like protection as well and the grounding because you can get too heady when you listen to your higher self if I was just to only listen to my higher self and not be grounded um I'd be very flighty and very kind of and not that there's anything against that um but that's why I'm not like that And that's Mm -hmm. why there are people who are like that because they don't become grounded. Mm -hmm. So that's step one. Step two is to, first of all, recognize how your intuition is already speaking to you. So if you're listening to a podcast like this, then you've probably got some kind of awareness of having your intuition at play. You might already call yourself highly intuitive or just be really keen and interested in it. But there's just a couple of questions that you can ask yourself very quickly to determine which way it's already speaking to you. Great. So this I can is say what we're to here you, for. yeah, <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question. You're oh, my test dummy. I'm a guinea pig. Gosh, it's not like you. When you say, um, when you when you knew something was going to happen, do you say I knew that was going to happen, or do you say oh, I got a feeling that was going to happen? Oh, it's more the first, I think. Now you're making me think. So your language will usually tell me. I think it's I knew that was going to happen. Yeah, I think I've heard you say that. Yeah. Yeah. And my husband definitely does. Knew that was going to happen. That's because men know everything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. He says, I had a feeling that was going to happen. Oh, this is both. Yeah. Mm. I had a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he says. I will usually listen to people in a session and Mm. I'll listen to their language too because language usually will tell me what they're, whether they're being given their, whether their intuition is speaking through their feelings or their knowings. And it can be both. It can absolutely be both. Mm. And for Matt, it might be. Mm. Uh, But for most people, it's usually one is quite stronger Mm. than the other. So if you're someone who says, I knew that was going to happen, then the psychic ability that is the strongest for you is the claircognizance. Sure. Yep. Now, this is one of the ways that the intuition will speak to you through claircognizance, which is when I say everyone's psychic, it's because we are. And this is your strongest psychic ability at play. Right. Turns out we're all psychic. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, and so if you're someone who answered that question, um, oh, I had a feeling that was going to happen, then you've got clairsentience mm, at play. So you're okay. someone whose intuition will speak to them strongly through their clairsentient abilities. So straight away, there's the two claircognizance, clairsentience that everyone can go and Google quickly. Um, <laughs> claircognizance is clear knowing, clairsentience is clear feeling. And that way you can start to go, okay, well, if it's one or both, then 
I need to start realizing that if I can spend some time throughout my day to sit down and give it some love like just it's like a muscle the more you use it the stronger it gets so if you can get more in tune with your gut feeling so a lot of the time I'll encourage people to meditate and meditate on their gut you know meditate how they're feeling be really just become hyper aware of how you're feeling today how you're feeling in this present moment just start to get really attached to how you feel in certain spaces how you feel at home how you feel at work how you feel in the car how you feel around certain people Hmm. just be really in tune with what your body is trying to tell you because that's your intuition speaking to you through your clairsentience through your feeling so knowing yourself better Feeling yourself better. Yeah. Yep. Feeling and being able to label and read your feelings. Being more aware of them. Mm. Mm -hmm. Acknowledging it, feeling it and um, starting to get really good at it would take, it takes practice. If you were to do it every day, it doesn't take as long, but the more you do it, uh, the, the clearer you become at noticing the really slight changes too. Um, So my clairsentience is obviously highly tuned to feel the just even the slightest little change within my within my physical being uh before it and it almost feels like someone's yelling at me as opposed to how it would really feel it's just wow. it's like it's on a speaker like it's amplified so I pay attention to it so the more time you spend on how you feel and noticing the subtle shifts between things mm-hmm. uh, the more aware you'll get and then the stronger your intuition will be around letting you know when things don't feel right and when things do feel right for the clairsentient side of things exactly yep yep and so then if you're a claircognizant then if that's the stronger one at play for you with your intuition then it is really great to do a journal and to record down the things, just keep a little book with you, just a little notebook and record down the things that you just have. It's an awareness that comes into your day during the day that's got fuck all to do with anything and have a record of it. And then at the end of a week, like on a Sunday or whatever, look back at that book and have a look at how many things you actually knew before you were supposed to know, or mm-hmm. like it's how you can start keeping a record of what you knew. But So is memory recall, like practicing memory recall is another great way to um, keep that claircognizant or get it stronger as well and go back and think about things from when you were little, try and attack attach memories to timelines and try and remember as much detail as you can about those memories, about other people in those memories, um, anything you possibly can and just improve your memory skill. Um, It's really more a matter of, uh, being able to collect a detail from the memory as opposed to the fact that you're remembering it. Right, okay. So you could also just go back to this morning or yesterday. You don't have to go all the way back to when you were like five. Um, you could just go back to yesterday and just think of how many things in your mind can you recall from yesterday that you remember actually seeing and taking in. Mm, okay. So claircognizance is really great about when we do that, it helps us remember to be in the present as well. So like I can sit outside and look at the window and I love this window in this room, which is why it's always my spirit room. But I look out that window and I see all of the different textures from all of the different vegetation out there. And I take it in, like I really look at what I'm looking at Mm, and it's almost like imprints in my mind. So that way, as we go throughout our day, when we're a bit busier and we're not as present, 
we still are receiving imprints and they're, they're stronger in our mind because we've trained ourselves to, to really take in what we're watching, even if we're not. Yeah, sure. So, um, it's a skill that you're building. It is just like a muscle. Yeah. You just use it. So journaling is really great because it helps you, uh, have validation or confirmation that, oh, I just knew my daughter was going to get sick today. Mm Mm-hmm. Or I had a feeling my daughter was going to get sick today and you would write that down. You would say, okay, I have this feeling that tomorrow Alaska's going to not be well or I have this knowing that she's going to have the day off school tomorrow and then mm-hmm. you would write it down and then maybe on the day that she actually has the day off school, you'd be just think you wouldn't even think about it and then in a week later you look back and you're like, oh, she actually did have that day off school. Yeah, right. Or um, okay. if you were thinking about someone and you write it down, then you can start to develop a bit of faith and a bit of trust in your intuition as well, because you're actually realizing that maybe you are quite, quite claircognizant or quite clairsentient and you've got proof. Sure. Yeah. And what if you do follow it more or you're listening to it more? Like, I don't know, for example, I'd be leaving home and it'd be a really sunny day and I'd just think suddenly about the umbrella that I haven't picked up. Should I pick it up or not? Oh, I can't be bothered. And then by the time I leave and it's raining at the end, you know, eight hours, ten hours later. And I I'm knew like, I should have picked up that umbrella. Damn it. I should have picked it up. So what if you follow those little things even more? Does that sort of link or connection get stronger? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it, the more you pay attention to it and, and act on those things that uh-huh. they're trying to Yeah. The more you the more you show up, like the more you do it, the yeah. more it happens. Sure. Okay. Which is why there's no need for me to live looking into the future. Because mm-hmm. the universe is providing for me in the immediate sense yep. of time. Yeah. The branches are all there. you just got to swing your way from one to the next. Exactly. And so you've just got to be hyper aware. But it only feels hyper aware in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then it just becomes second nature, just as with everything, I think. Sure. So they're the two strongest ways that the intuition speaks to people almost like a rule. That's just, they're the two stronger ones. Um, you can also uh, have the knowing through dreams Ooh. Uh, and the feelings through dreams, but usually the dream space is for clairvoyant, like stronger clairvoyance uh-huh. uh, with visions. So dream journaling is something that I encourage people that have the stronger of the clairvoyant ability um just when you dream try and record as much detail as you possibly can and just see whether there's rhyme or reason and which is another important reason why cleansing grounding and protecting is crucial before you go into your dream state because otherwise your dreams are going to be a bit littered with things that aren't going to make sense messed up yeah okay not as much for you as what they could be Exactly. But sometimes I find it really hard to remember my dreams. I remember how I might have felt, especially if it was particularly disturbing. I'd wake up going, that was fucking weird or, oh, that made me feel gross, but I don't actually remember the exact dream. What's that about? Is just that that just means my recall's a bit <laughs> very terrible or uh, did does you that drink? happen to you? Yeah. Sometimes it's what we're metabolising. Oh, Okay. And so sometimes our memory won't be as strong because our body's got to metabolize or digest literally food mm, and okay, drink and sure. things like that. Um, we might be not well and our body's trying to fight 
you know, just not being well in general. Uh, but also it just tells me that you're more clairsentient than clairvoyant. Right. So you picked up the feeling of the dream but not the vision of the dream. Oh, gotcha. So it's really different for everybody. It's a very individual yeah. type experience. But the good thing is, though, that just because one of them is the stronger of all of them, they're all equally at play and you just need to work on the other ones to get them stronger. So yeah. learn how to tap into exactly. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And what about deja vu? Random question. It just sort of popped into my mind. Yeah. Deja vu is a point of, um, it's, it's something that I contemplate quite a lot because there it's are a glitch in the matrix. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> there are a lot of, uh, studies that show that, uh, it is a brain thing, a mind brain thing. Right. Um, and because our memory is only something like 12% truth and the rest of it is made up of how we felt, what we thought. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't the actual situation. It was how you interpreted it all. Yeah. Okay. So when we, with our memory being like that, they say sometimes that when we look at things, when we have, ex when we experience deja vu, it can sometimes just be the brain's way of um, taking its photographic memory part of it and joining some of the dots together of memories that it's had in the past. And it kind of is like 80% a picture. So it makes our mind thinks it's the picture. Makes it fit. Yeah, oh, kind of. Okay. It's there's so many studies that show that it's more of a brain, mind, memory type situation that it is actually spiritual. Um, there are deja vu's though where I've experienced deja vu that uh, is future. I know that's strange because I know when deja vu you say, "Oh, I feel like I've experienced this before." I have it in. I have this in dreams too, where. I can be in the dream or have the deja vu and I am aware that when I'm in it, that I'm in the future having it and now I'm looking in the past having it. Wow. So it's for me, it's like my future <laughs> self is looking back in the past, which is now, instead of me looking in the past, which is now the future. Fucking back to the future just, just spun my own head off just then. You're so weird. It is. It's in very strange. Way. It's hard to explain. That's why I don't really explain it. But <laughs> And that's why I've looked into deja vu a bit because yep. I've tried to figure that out for myself because it's quite concerning for me sometimes because I just want to know whether the universe is trying to help me with something because I can never understand the point of what's happening. What's the purpose? Yeah, yeah. but I know it's there. Yeah, okay. And so I've done a little bit of stuff yep. on that, but... I am more led to believe that most of the time people's deja vu would be more of the science-related stuff than it is spiritual. Or That's from my point of view. Like a snapshot of a clairvoyant sort of scene maybe if it was that way. Yeah. Could you interpret it that way? Maybe it's a, a smidge of a clairvoyant just a view on something? Potentially. Maybe. It's a very big, very big... It's fascinating. It is. Yeah. Random question. Yeah. As usual. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and funny. Mm -hmm. We've established that. <laughs> you're the funny one and I'm the psychic one. <laughs> oh, you're funny too. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. What else about higher self? Um, what can we do? 
what what else can we do? You can meditate. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, for someone mm. that's a non meditator. Yeah. Or, yeah. So do or has meditations. A preconceived idea about, oh, I can't sit there and empty my mind. Yeah. Well, I was like that. I did that for most of my life so far. Yeah. Um, meditation is only something that's new probably in the last three to four years for me. Um, uh, the thought of sitting down with my own thoughts was enough to make me not sit down with my own thoughts. <laughs> I'm sure most of us could um, relate. sympathise, yeah. Yeah. So uh, guided meditation is where it's at. Cool. Yeah. And you can find there's like there's an abundance of them on the internet. You You're can just Google right. meditation to connect with higher self. Sure. Okay. Uh, just feel into them. If you like it, you like it. A lot of them I start and I just think this is shit and turn it off and I just keep <laughs> like just playing around and seeing until I find ones that I like. You could record your own. I could, mm. except I won't. <laughs> <laughs> if I get enough requests, I will, but I highly doubt it. Like so I don't think might. people really want to listen to my voice more. <laughs> I've requested you do it. I really don't think people want to listen to my voice more than they have to in this podcast. Come on, listeners, let us know what you maybe think. Maybe you could. It could be a little bonus. Maybe you could. Oh, okay. Maybe. Send in the votes. I'm going to do a poll. Who wants Laura no, no, no. to do a recorded you don't meditation? Want to <laughs> she loves her voice. Don't listen to that. <laughs> you can write it out. And I'll okay, read it. I'll script it. You read it. Yes. Onto something. Great. Uh, so bye meditation. Bye <laughs> Guided meditation is where it's at connecting to higher self meditations. Um, but also you can do uh, chakra clearing meditations as well because they really oh, assist great. in connecting to our intuition or in being able to create space and clear up yeah, the shit, the noise, the dirt, the pollution, out. so that it's just a bit clearer. Sure. Um, and... Then also uh, doing regular um, cleanses of self. So, you know, you can sage yourself, you can incense yourself, have baths with Epsom salts and essential oils and things like that. Um, journaling is another one aside from like dream journaling and from claircognizance journaling, but just journaling in general because it gives you an idea of how you can track uh, the... I guess like the underlying and subtle ways that the universe is guiding you throughout your life. Uh, you could probably, if you've got journals already that you've already written, you could look back and read your journals and you'd probably start to find, now that you're going to look for it, you could probably start to find where, how the universe or how your intuition, how your higher self is speaking to you at certain times that um, might have been stronger than others. So there might be a period of time in your journal where you lost a grandparent or a parent or something. And for the month where your journal writing is all about grief and sadness, there'll be a lot of, I feel, or I'm feeling, uh, or there might be a lot of, um, I just can't stop thinking about them. And so you'll start to notice when, when you're at a compromised or a vulnerable time, how your intuition will kindly and compassionately and nurture you with its language. So that sounds nice. Yeah. So if you're thinking about the person who's passed away or thinking about memories of being with that person or thinking about the last time you saw them or thinking about how they died or whatever, um, then you know that the universe and your higher self are speaking to you through your claircognizance. So 
it's just really nice to be able to see where it's had you all along. You just didn't notice that it was there. So Tracy, is it all about acknowledging all those little clues and cues that have been there all along, acknowledging them um, for what they truly are? That's our higher self stepping in and giving us a little hug, a little push in the right direction perhaps it's guidance yeah it's guidance on watch for your what's for your highest good and what decisions to make so when we're in the thick of a dilemma or a problem or an issue or whatever uh leaning back on your higher self and knowing that it can't lie it can't fool you it can't trick you it can't lead you astray and down the freaking rabbit hole and <laughs> on a wild goose chase what we do to ourselves when we're not listening exactly to our what your self. ego does yeah sure so it's about doing that and just knowing that it is always there it's never not there so you even if you feel alone you really aren't you've got your higher self there and when you start to really let it know that you're listening to it and heeding its advice and following it it does make it easier for you it becomes much more graceful and that way it doesn't need to slap you over the head sometimes to <laughs> let you know. Instead, it can just whisper to you and it can be a, like a, a text message from a friend that you receive your, your higher self speaking to you. It can, it wow. can, yeah, it can be uh, through a hug from your child or from your partner or it can be from your husband running you a bath or vice versa or whatever. So There are ways that the universe will start to show you externally because you have been listening internally and it will reflect it. And then it just, life just seems to get smoother and easier because you're reflecting what's internally happening. So when you start to follow it and listen to it, life not only gets easier, but you start to be able to get ahead of the game almost. So you can start to feel like you've got not some kind of control, but you could almost design the way you want your life to go because you're not reacting to life and responding to life. Right. You're taking it in. Yeah. You're listening. Yeah. Feeling it out. Yeah. (laughs) And then going. Yeah. So next. Yeah. yeah. And if you stay in those feelings and those thoughts, then you know what's going to come up. It's going to be more of the opportunity to feel and think that way. Whereas if you're responding to something that's just happening, the way you're thinking and feeling now is going to create more opportunity to keep responding to what's happening. Yeah. Just not being a bundle of reactions. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. So when someone says they they live intuitively they also eat intuitively so we eat the way that our body tells us of what it wants like sometimes I'll go for days where all I have is just soup and all kinds of soup because my body just it's got to be some sort of digestive thing it just needs to lay off the heavy digestion and metabolizing and usually it's around the time that I'm receiving a lot of downloads and a lot of spiritual information or I've got a lot of work on Um, and you know, intuitively as well, I, I don't eat red meat. I just, the thought of it just makes my stomach crawl. Uh, sometimes I intuitively 
need to drink a shit ton of water, which is a lot of the time, but sometimes it's a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, is it like me with tea? Yeah. <laughs> huh. So you can also intuitively um, choose work. You can intuitively exercise, you know, so sometimes you might be like, okay, well, today my body just feels like it needs to lift heavy shit. Some days today my body feels like it needs to rest. And that's a really great compass to have, knowing when your body needs to move and when your body needs to rest. So your intuition will tell you all of that. Your higher self will let you know. Even when you are at the phases of uh, learning and, and creating, they're all things that your higher self will give you as well to, to know when now's the great time to receive creative information and, and, and just receive it and sit with it and then now's the time to create. Um, I know that for me, I find that a lot of that sinks in with my, my menstruation cycling as well, oh, yep. um, which is all full moon stuff. And so, sure. well, not full moon stuff, moon stuff. So when your higher self, when you're listening to your higher self, you then become in tune with mother nature and more in sync with those things as well. And they just work in this harmony. Yeah. If uh, we let them, if, if you let we them get out of the way. Yeah. Almost. It takes, takes a little bit of work. It takes a little bit of discipline to get out of the way, like oh yeah, to get rid of bad habits uh, and to, to follow protocols for sure. To begin with, mm-hmm. to want to do something, to and usually it's discomfort it. that will make people move out of that. For yep. me now, it's not really discomfort. It's about for me perfecting my life. Yeah, in, yeah. Not perfecting because that's a strong word, but with with you know. Knowledge. Yeah, I've got so much freaking inside of this vessel of mine. Yeah. And if I'm not practicing what I preach, but if I'm also not practicing what I've spent time and money and energy and love and light on, then what's the freaking point of doing it? Well, to not acknowledge it as well, that's just. It's disrespectful. Well, pretty much. Like you've been bestowed certain things as we all have and to not acknowledge that and do something with that is a disservice to ourselves and everyone else that could benefit from it good point yeah yeah see i'm smart yeah. <laughs> it's funny and smart far out you got all of this stuff <laughs> <laughs> keep going i'm liking this no so that's good you're so far along with all of this though but for myself and listeners who are you know we're all in a different place and to just to get started to listen to those little messages and to first, you know, look at yourself and have a have a cleanse and love yourself and move forward and track where these little signs are coming from, where your higher self has always been there, become aware of all of that and then keep moving forward with it from strength to strength and it becomes clearer. Is that what you're saying? It comes yeah. clearer and stronger? Stronger, like it gets it's um, deeper. It's like you've got this knowing that you just trust. Yeah, so it's a relationship. If you work Huge. on relationships, they flourish, right? Exactly. That's a very good way of saying it. Um, it's, it's just got so much depth to it that I trust it over 
anything. I trust it over my husband. I trust it over anything. It has not given me a bum steer. It just won't. And it doesn't mean that I like what it says all the time. Sure. But I faithfully acknowledge it and move in the direction that it is guiding me regardless of what my ego tells me I want. Yeah. Like I've made huge business decisions, huge business decisions, just because my intuition, my higher self said so. Whether it's been to go for something or to not go for something that seemed like it was awesome. Regardless of what my head says, regardless of what anyone around me says to do with that opportunity, I know that if my higher self said, "Uh uh-uh, I know I have to go with it because it almost makes me feel sick if I don't go with it. Like my tummy just dropped just even saying (laughs) that because it's just like, oh, I hate that feeling. It's like, you know, you've done something wrong and you're just waiting to get found out. It's like, I know when I go against my higher self, that I'm just waiting for that backlash, that karma to come back and just tell me that I was a naughty girl. Are you naughty for not following your higher self-guidance? I am if I don't because I know that I'm doing it on purpose and intentionally going against what's for my highest good. So that that causes a repercussion, some kind of punishment. Cause and effect. Right. Sounds a bit harsh. It it happens for everyone. It's happening for everyone all the time. That's why we're in reaction. That's why everyone reacts and responds to life. Not everyone, but that's why most people. Why human nature, perhaps? Because most people will choose ego over higher self. They're the two competing interests here or the two competing parties. And if you don't choose your higher self, then you're always choosing ego, regardless of what that looks like or regardless of how you justify it. How does that feel? What does ego feel like as opposed to higher self? How well, do we when identify? You, when you separate from your ego, it makes you feel sick when you, when you sit in your ego. So if you say, oh, I'd love to be able to walk up that hill without getting puffed out and then you hear something <laughs> in your head say, you'll never be able to do that. There's no way you're fit enough. That's not ego. What's that? That's just you being mean. Being human? Yeah. So what, what's ego? So ego is your fight, flight or freeze response. Okay. So ego is what's going to keep you safe, but it's keeping you safe from any pain, harm. Survival. Embarrassment. Well, it's meant survival. to be survival. Yep. But now it's not. Well, now it's taken. Well, now it's taken to the point where you can't hurt my feelings. Sure. We don't want discomfort of any type. Yeah. And so when you're when you're living with your higher self, you will be in discomfort. Discomfort Growth is meant for us. Absolutely. Sure. So I'm not afraid Character of discomfort. Building. Yeah. I'm not afraid of it, except I want to experience that discomfort honestly and purely. Sure. I don't want to I don't want to experience it prematurely. I don't want to experience it delayed. I don't want to experience it heightened any more than it needs to be. I don't want to experience it dulled any more than it needs to be. Sure. I just want to experience whatever is for my highest good. And when we talk about discomfort, it's not experiencing the same discomfort. It's learning from it and hopefully not repeating that cause of discomfort. Like it's what you do with it. 
Well, you don't have to repeat it if you learn the lesson that the discomfort is trying to teach you. Yes. So it's different discomfort. Yeah. So I know when there's discomfort in my life or any kind of like, honestly, most of the time now it is, I probably wouldn't even use a word discomfort because it's almost too strong for what it is for me now. Mm -hmm. Like I just feel like a tingle and it's like, whoop, I've stepped off the path. Sure. And I'm not afraid of stepping off the path. I just don't want to. Yep. Because I don't need to. It's not right for you. Nope, because I've lived off the path. Like I lived off off, off grid. grid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm very happy now walking the path and, and staying on the very lit, lit up. Yellow brick yellow road. Brick road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know whether I was just being psychic just then or you were. Know. Who knows? Anyway. Uh, oh, when funny. you... When when you separate from ego, for me, I am not afraid of the discomfort. So there is no need for my ego to rule the show. So my ego stands over there. My ego stands sort of like a foot or sort of six foot away from me into a corner. I know it's there. It's going to speak every damn time. Yeah, you're a witness to it. Exactly. Yeah. Not a slave. Observe it. Yep. Yep. Good point. But I am also a witness and not a slave to my higher self. I choose to faithfully follow my higher self because it has never failed me, whereas my ego has. Sure. That's a great awareness. Because people will say, yeah, but we're a firm believer of you are where you're meant to be. So even if your ego does lead you astray, you were meant to be there at that time. Absolutely. That's free will. Yep. But... The same thing is going to happen with your higher self, but how you get there and how you experience it is not going to be the same. Absolutely. And that's the beauty. That's the, that's life. Mm. Perfect. Mm. I love that explanation. Thank you so much. You're welcome. (laughs) And so there's also uh, the, the way to have children learn how to acknowledge their higher selves as well and get them to grow up that way. Oh, gosh, this sounds evolutionary. Yeah. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel that whenever my kids, you know, and they're all different ages, they're 14, 12 and 6, boys and girls, and so when they come to me with a dilemma or a problem or some sort of discomfort, I'll always ask them, questions that are designed to help them think this way so it just teaches them to get into the habit to ask themselves these questions so that they get to an answer that feels better okay give us an example tracy so oh gosh there's too many to think of uh okay so one of my children had been having problems with friends at school. Sure, falling out with friends is common. This sounds like a good example. Yes, probably one that's everyone's going to be able to relate to if you've got kids, uh, or even or you friends. Know, from, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you are full of good points today, Lara. Oh gosh, on fire. Maybe I'm paying attention. Maybe good student. Maybe sometimes. <laughs> so. Falling out with a friend, so. So first of all, it's a matter of having them say uh, what hurts, like what is what is it about this that is bothering you the most? 
Is it that you um, feel misunderstood? Is it that you feel that you're misunderstanding them maybe? Is it that uh, they let you down, that you don't feel supported? Is it that you would do something for them that they've not done for you? Like really just helping them find what the actual problem is for them. What the actual fuck is going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly, except you don't say that to children. Absolutely well, you not. may. In your head. I do all the time. <laughs> so Fairness. We- that wasn't fair. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So justice, yeah, because my eldest is is big on that. It's about what's right and what's wrong. And mm-hmm. so he will, but... Well, and loyalty. Yeah. But yeah. so then the next question that I will ask is, um, is your response responding, like are you reacting to the situation and just working out how to make yourself feel better in this situation? Because if you don't talk to them and avoid them and pretend that nothing's happened and then just not be their friend anymore, uh, are you doing that because it's easier to make yourself feel better by doing that? Or are you doing that for any other reason? And so it just helps them start to understand why they're doing what they're doing and whether or not that's actually what they want to be doing. Sure. Perfect. Uh, And then also helping them understand that when you've responded one way to something, it doesn't mean that you have to respond that way every single time. Absolutely. That there are other ways that you can deal with things and asking and listening to what they're saying, whether they're saying, oh, I just think she's an idiot or I just think he's a dick or um, she just makes me feel like... Um, she makes me feel ugly or she makes or me feel sad or she makes me feel alone or she, I just get so embarrassed. She embarrasses me or he embarrasses me or whatever. Listening to their language, they're gonna, you're going to start to know whether their higher self is trying to guide them through their, their knowing or their feeling and then having them start, then speaking to them through that language as well. So asking, you're figuring out which one your child is, because it'll usually be one of those two, even though there's more, but it's usually those two. You just say, you use that language then as their parent or their older sibling or whoever you are. You can say, uh, so how do, how does it, how do you feel now? Or how does it feel now that you're at home? How do you feel after you've had a sleep? How do you feel after you've had a shower? How about you jump into the shower and just wash away today and see how you feel after that? Or how are you thinking now that you've had a sleep? How's your, how's your head? What are you thinking? What's going through that mind of yours? You know, just speak to them so that they start to have that internal dialogue as well with themselves. And then when they're in a problem like that again, it might prompt them to just go, what am I actually feeling? Or what am I actually thinking about this? Yeah, just hold up for one moment before yeah. you react. And, yeah. yeah. And so it's just really subtle shifts that sure. they have no idea you're doing it, but it's very, very handy as they grow older because we're starting to see that pay off with our oldest yeah. Just the way he's been dealing with some of the things that happened in high school and being a boy and at a boy's school and having a girlfriend and all of that sort of the dynamic, the fun stuff of a teenager. We're really starting to see this way of doing it pay off for him. Self-awareness is a gift, isn't it? It That's really is. It's so good to see kids, more and more kids, getting that from a younger age. You know, some adults struggle. Yeah. Because... Well, they don't know any better sometimes. For sure. You know? And it's really the influencers too. Like teachers these days are amazing oh, yeah. and they're really good at it. You know, at, at the school that the boy, that our boys are at, they have a whole period once a fortnight called well-being. 
Yeah, right. Like, Sounds great. How cool is that? That at the school they have a well-being class. Yeah. It's where amazing. you just talk and there's no set criteria. It's just checking just, in with one another and yourselves. Yeah. They do yep. some meditation. They do some yoga. They just do some um, like some mindfulness exercises. They yep. share. They like just whatever. And that's at a boys' school as well. Like, I just think it's like, it gives me goosebumps thinking how lucky our children are to now have teachers and a school system that's recognizing how important that is. Much more supportive, isn't it? Yeah. And even sports now, they're quite holistic in that, you know, they will not only have um, like like a, a strength and conditioning type class, but they'll have a yoga part attached to it or a really good stretch and mindfulness part to it as well like a lot of coaches are bringing that in as well um and grandparents as well now are with social media with the internet um with the way that people are so much more social now as the elderly yeah um it's also the time that kids spend with their grandparents they're now exposed to that kind of thing as well and I just think the kids are so lucky. So oh, lucky. Gosh, yeah. Little intuitives they are. <laughs> okay, Tracy, I have a ghost story for you. It's a short and sweet and I find it funny. So let me know what you think. It's from a listener called Ben. Hi, Ben. Hi, Ben. It helps. He, uh, Ben helps with uh, the podcast sometimes with Matt. It's one of Matt's friends. And it turns out he's a little bit in tune with things. Here goes. It's called The Grumpy Old Man. I woke in my sleep to a knock-knock and I heard a disgruntled man grumbling and muttering something that came across as, oh, it's just you. (laughs) And he walked off grumbling and muttering. I called out as to have a conversation with him, but he just ignored me and went away. I'm not sure who it was. I thought it may have been my neighbour, but I didn't recognise the voice. I have a feeling he knew of me for some reason. I also have a feeling the light within myself must have been vibrant enough to have attracted the person. They appeared as a shimmer of a brilliant white, wandering away from me into the darkness. Wow, that's so cool. That just cracked me up that Ben could see him and then he saw Ben and just went, oh, well, it's just you. (laughs) (laughs) And it cracks me up too, not in a a different way how Ben said – um, that the light in me must have been bright enough to attract that. Like, sure. I think that's so cool that a dude can <laughs> <laughs> can acknowledge something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel that that, uh, that, that uh, it resembles a couple of different things that I've heard before right? in terms of the way that he's described it. I don't know who it is. I don't know who it was. I don't really get a feeling as to how how I can connect to this older man. Yeah. But what I do think is that he's either a spirit that is quite transient uh, around the area that Ben lives. So I'm wondering whether Ben lives on an intersection or a cul-de-sac. A main road. A main road. Yeah. Yeah. So those kind of areas are quite typical for transient ghosts that come through or spirits that come through. And he probably is very familiar with Ben's energy. Right. Uh, would know, and, and all spirits would know us more than we know them. They yeah. they know our energy far more. And the way that they are able to present the way that that old man did is through our energy being high enough, vibrating high enough or bright enough, as Ben would say. Yes. And so the old man might have actually been thinking, 
who's called me here? Like who's, who's called me here and then realized that it's Ben and just gone, oh, it's you. Because <laughs> Ben might have a habit of calling him down. He's just unaware of. Unknowingly. Yeah. So main roads, intersections, cul-de-sacs, corner blocks. I live on a corner. You do. I get nothing. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about this. I yes. <laughs> You're like Shearer. <laughs> Still nothing. <laughs> but yes, Ben, it's um, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a cool story, and I think that that also shows the humor that spirit can have without realizing that they're being funny. Sometimes it would have just been quite an off the cuff, like "Oh, it's you," yeah, kind of situation. But those bright lights. The other thing that it could also be is um, a crossing over type situation. But he would, in that case, he would usually know who it was. Oh, the per- like the old man. Yeah, if he had said, um, oh, it's you, Ben probably would have recognised the old man if it was someone Ben was crossing over. How long does crossing over take to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> Too long. That's an episode. <laughs> okay, we'll have to talk more about crossing over. That's an episode. Over. It's Sounds interesting. Good. Maybe the next one. I've actually got a mentee who... Um, I'm teaching at the moment to do it. It's all kinds of fun. So it's all kinds of lots of different things. Lots of different things. Different cool. for everyone. Lots to lots to know. Fascinating. Yeah. Cool. It's all fascinating, isn't it? Oh, that's why we're here. <laughs> that's why I'm here. <laughs> You're just such a user. Oh, <laughs> that hurts. That coming deep. Well, if you want to hear more of us, tune in next week to hear Tracy being mean to me. Among other things. And Laura being funny and intelligent. That's right. That's what they're here for. <laughs> Get in touch with your stories on Gmail, TOSpsychic at gmail.com. Instagram, I think you've got a handle on that. Turns out underscore she's psychic. Great. Perfect. Yep. Look us up. We'll catch you next time. Yeah. Bye.